What is going on, my dudes? Welcome to another episode of Dogcast. I'm your host, Big Dog Josh Lampton. And tonight, I have the most epic guest I've ever had on the show. I'm talking the coolest, best-looking, best-dressed face with his ears. I'm talking about me. I'm your guest tonight. You're probably thinking to yourself, Big Dog, how can you be the guest of your own show? Easy. I am. Get this. For those of you who don't know, the Big Dog kind of looks into everything. Conspiracy theories, all that stuff. And, you know, recently I've been talking about a subject and it's just been kind of on my mind. So, best way I can explain it is I'm going to give you my explanation on why it's probable that the world ended in 2012. And I've wanted to talk about this subject for a while now. There's so many things. You're, you're probably thinking to yourself, Big Dog, clearly the world didn't end in 2012. You're making this podcast in 2020. So how would that make sense? It's kind of a long story. So sit back, relax. Let me tell you why. I haven't wanted to talk about this for a while. But the other day, I had a random urge to look into it again. To read some stuff. Basically, to look back into this 2012 stuff. To kind of get a refresher on my mind. Because it kind of always sits on my, my mind. Every now and then, I'll be either seeing something on TV, watching something. And it'll pop in my, my head. But the strangest part is, though, is that you literally can't find anything online about it anymore. And if you remember, back in 2012, people were talking about it, joking about it. There's a whole bunch of posts everywhere about it. But now... You really can't find anything. It's actually been kind of frustrating for me, to be honest. I mean, I have nothing to really refresh my memory on people's thoughts leading into 2012, and I kind of thought it'd be funny to see, oh, this and that going to happen, but you can't find it, and that's the part that kind of sets the angle. You're thinking, well, how if this was so big? If they're making movies over it. Why the hell can I find hardly anything on this? What's funny is this, this theory's been around since the Mayans, okay? And I honestly can't remember the first time I even heard the story, but if you if you could find the video online, it's of the child genius. It's on YouTube. Uh, he kind of touches on this this theory. This theory, if you're wondering, is called the Mandela Effect. This episode will be based around the Mandela Effect being created by 2012. His thoughts were, did the world actually end in 2012? Well, there's a couple things going towards that. Like, for instance, that was the year that scientists at CERN, C-E-R-N, finally found the Higgs particle, okay, the Higgs boson, which if you don't remember what that is, the Higgs parson is the particle that Stephen Hawking's predicted could destroy the universe, or in his own words, cause the universe to undergo catastrophic vacuum decay. Well, what would happen if the universe destroyed itself? Would we even know? Would you be sitting here listening to the big dog? Or maybe the CERN accidentally created a black hole that sucked us in without us even noticing. And we've just been living in it. The crazy part is, some physicists actually believe this is a possibility. They truly believe there's a chance that the CERN particle did create a black hole and we're just living here. And it's so widely thought about that it's actually on National Geographic. If you go to their website, you can actually find an article that talks about this. 
the crazy part is there's an old cliche that nothing has felt right since 2012. And honestly, I agree with this. You know, maybe it has to do something with growing up or getting older, but ever since then, it seems like the world kind of, I don't know if it descends more and more into chaos each day, but time feels 10 times faster than it used to be. And honestly, it makes sense. I mean, you got the coronavirus. Uh, 2020 all in itself is just a definition of the world decaying on itself. You know, there's there's almost like a calamity of what's happening daily, you know. But did we all die and go to hell? I don't really believe that, no. But some people do. And maybe in a similar situation, to give you a good example, they're kind of basing off the show The Good Place. That's kind of what they're thinking we're kind of living in right now. But like, like I've said before, I think we live in a series of simulations, I guess. Perhaps the universe was destroyed by the CERN particle, okay? And our collective consciousness was moved into a parallel universe next door. That's kind of what I'm, I'm thinking. If, if the 2012 thing is believable, basically the only way that it would work is if our consciousness was moved to a parallel universe, okay? In fact, there's so many things that people out there who are reporting small differences in reality of stuff that happened before 2012. Like when you listen to the Mandela effect and you hear all the stuff on it, none of the Mandela effect stuff is effects after 2012. It's all stuff pre-2012 coincidence. I don't know. One of the huge things is stuff that people believe are certain ways but are completely different. Like for instance, the Bearstein Bears, that's one of the biggest ones. Everyone believed that it was spelled Ian, the Bernstein Bears. But in reality, when you go and look, it's spelled with an A-N. You're probably thinking, well, who cares about that? The only part that worries me on that is that the Simpsons had an episode and they spelled it with an E-N. And if you know, if you follow anything on the conspiracy theories of the Simpsons, that should just raise a red flag in your head because they're practically time travelers. But some other crazy ones you'll probably remember is Febreze being spelled with two E's instead of one, or Skechers being spelled with a T, or Looney Tunes being spelled T-O-O-N-S instead of actually being spelled Tunes, T-U-N-E-S. And for me, that's the biggest one because I clearly remember it being T-O-O-N-S. But what about J.C. Penney's being spelled with an E-Y at the end instead of just a Y? And I mean, these are just examples. I mean, you could literally go online, you could find hundreds of these. But the first name that comes to mind when people think about this is Nelson Mandela. People believe died in prison in the 80s. But however, to many people's surprise, he had a funeral. They made national news in 2013, and apparently he lived a long, happy life. But people remember him dying in the 80s kind of weird but the Mandela effect gets much creepier though some people remember the Statue of Liberty being in a total different location I'm talking Ellis Island for those of you who are probably thinking you just said a different location though well as it turns out the Statue of Liberty actually is not on Ellis Island 
In fact, it's actually on Liberty Island. But the crazy thing about that is, there's paintings clearly depicting the statue on Ellis Island with no other islands near it. So it makes you wonder, were these artists just not paying attention? Did they just like it better that way? Or is that how it was? Now, if that's not strange enough for you, as far as the Ellis Island goes, because this gets really weird, if you go on Google Maps Street View, there's a few specific areas of Liberty Island where the Statue of Liberty is literally gone. It's not even in the photo. And that's on Google Images. Go, go, go to Google Maps Street View, where you can walk and you can see everything. And there's literally photos where it's just, it's just gone. But how do you explain that? Mandela effect. Okay. There's something even crazier though. There is a an account on Twitter. Okay, this, this account uploads these strange pictures that go by the username of Augustus Barholthi. That's the name of the designer of Lady Liberty herself, okay? But the craziest part is the account also sports a picture of him from the 1800s and it's Google approved. He's green checked. You guys can look looking into that far, but there's other things that are crazy about the Statue of Liberty. Like apparently, right before the United States entered World War I, the Germans committed the first act of terrorism. Okay, and you're probably thinking, yeah, that's World War War I, but here's the part that's baffling. They dropped a bomb, non-nuclear, that was literally considered the largest artificial non-nuclear explosion to ever occur, ever. And you're probably thinking to yourself, why have I not heard about this in school? Well, I guess apparently this is like taxes and this is just something they don't want to teach you or maybe it didn't happen. Because you would have thought that that would have been something you would have learned. Oh, you know, Germany actually attacked us first. They dropped a big old bomb, you know, causing $75 million of damage. But the explosion is the reason the Statue of Liberty's torch has been closed to the public, okay? It's been closed for over 100 years, apparently. There's only one problem, though. People remember going to the torch, and there's photos to prove they were there. I mean, there's literally pictures, if you go to Google Images, of people taking these photos inside the torch, and it's kind of creepy. I mean, are these guys just breaking into the Statue of Liberty and just taking a nice photo up at the torch? That seems improbable to me, but that's not even the weirdest part. Okay, there's literally another Twitter account by the name of at Statue Ellis FDN, which makes no mention to Liberty Island at all. And sports a creepy banner photo of people walking upstairs to what we all believe used to hold the Statue of Liberty. But instead they're just walking upstairs to nothing. So apparently all these tourists are just walking to the top of this hill, traveling across the world. Does that make sense? No, Mandela effect. In if you really want to look into this more, just go to YouTube. There's literally, it's there's a collection of Facebook photos where people have tagged their location at Statue of Liberty at Ellis Island. However, they're posing in front of nothing. And it's kind of unsettling. So if you go to YouTube, you can literally search Ellis Island Liberty photos and you will find videos that'll blow your mind. 
But a while back, there was a viral thread on 4chan posted by someone who claimed to be one of the 23 scientists at the CERN responsible for creating the Mandela Effect. He claimed that the planet was destroyed and we were replaced in a simulated world, which kind of adds up to what we're already talking about. But however, the thing I thought that was most interesting was that whoever this person was described reality as being like a set of Russian dolls where there are worlds nestled in within one another or like we've talked about simulations within simulations the idea of simulations within simulations or as people more refer to it nowadays as the multiverse which is probably your most common term now is not something new it's literally been a part of eastern philosophy since the third century okay now alan watts which is huge on this this theory to take a direct quote from him he said um, imagine the multi-dimensional spider web in the early morning covered with dewdrops and every dewdrop contains the reflection of all the other dewdrops and in each reflection of the dewdrop the reflection of all the other dewdrops in that reflection and so on you're probably wondering that made absolutely no no sense to break that down what he's saying is that there's all these little rain droplets okay and they're all looking at each other and you can all see their reflection inside but each dewdrop is individually might look the same but are slightly different and that's kind of the theory behind the multiverse and it kind of touches base with the turtle theory uh, the universe is just on the back of a turtle that's on the back of a bigger turtle on the back of a bigger turtle and blah 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 but the craziest part is that the Mayans were actually not the first people to believe, or the only people to believe, the world was going to end in 2012. One of these people happened to be Terence McKenna. He didn't necessarily believe that 2012 would be the end, but he predicted that there would be a reality rearranging event, which kind of makes more sense. He made a prediction that using a time wave zero formula, which is supposedly mathematically it decodes what is called the king win sequence okay and it puts it into these graphs that make these patterns of history okay and essentially what it shows the graph basically brings up the singularity of the infinite ability of what is reality to be more understanding on this concept to kind of break it down because it's kind of a lot Imagine a tape wrapped in a spiral, like a VHS tape, okay? Time goes around and around in smaller and smaller loops until it eventually runs out like a VHS tape. So the meaning here is, is the end of time when that tape runs out? Was that 2012? Did our virtual VHS tape run out and we weren't kind, nor did we rewind? Or is Preston B. Nicholas the supposed whistleblower who wrote the books detailing time travel experiments, okay? This is where the story gets interesting. Preston Nicholas, okay? He claims that he was a time traveler on the Air Force Base that claimed they were able to travel in time. But the crazy part is, is that he always claimed that he were never able to go back or never able to go past 2012 because they literally could not find the future past it. And according to him, there was a very abrupt wall there with nothing on the other side. Whether he's a crackpot or not, 
whether you find this interesting or not, what I found interesting is that he had that interview in 2014. Okay. Which is just strange thing to say, considering that we've already made it past 2012. It's just kind of interesting that he would say there's no future past 2012, but we're in 2014. It's obviously 2020. And we're kind of thinking the same thing. Something that will blow your mind, sidetrack, is that the show Stranger Things, because there's a lot of these experiments going on, the show Stranger Things is actually loosely based on these experiments. Uh, and if you don't believe me, Google it, your mind will be blown. But there's also a theory floating around that we've reached the end of history. And this is the kind of explanation that I think makes more sense. We've reached the end of history. And a lot of philosophers have talked about it. And what that means is, at the end of history, okay, events still happen, but humanity has reached the end of its evolution, okay? This theory has nothing to do with time travel or simulations, but rather the stagnation of human progress. And I just find it fitting that people think this is happening, and it kind of fits in the dreamlike purgatory theme of this entire Mandela effect, okay? It's the theory that finds most... I don't know, there's more research on that theory than any of the other ones. And if you think fourth dimensionally or beyond linear time, which is impossible, but we, we could say that the universe has already ended. Okay, the moment it be began, it was set in stone that there's already an end. Okay, that time can't really be varied with. And that's just how it is. But perhaps the universe is in a constant cycle of expanding and contracting. Basically, there's a Big Bang and a Big Crunch. Big Nestle's Crunch happening over and over. And our souls are just taking their ride on the cosmic Ferris wheel known as time. Oop! You know what that sound is. It's time for the big dog to do a dog cast short. But the problem is, I'm the only one here. I guess I'll just cut to a word from our sponsors. Even out here on the battlefield, I only choose one beer company, and that's Pixel Beards. They give me the best beard product for not only my beard, but for other stuff like my beard, like beard wash, beard balm, and other cool beard stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Better look out, because there's going to be an explosion of awesomeness if you go to pixelbeards.com and use promo code TBR1 get 20% off your first purchase. Whoa, yeah, Ugh. All right, now that we're back, there's still one part of the show that we're going to have to do. I'm talking a dogcast profile. I'm talking, I have one minute to ask my guest if he can guess this exact character that I'm thinking of. Okay, are you ready? Okay, this character is the best podcast host on earth. Uh, what is the big dog, Josh Lampton? <laughs> and you got the best time of three seconds in? You're right. <laughs> Stay classy, my dudes. <laughs>